In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I asked listeners, if you were given $10,000 to spend on business coaching, what are the top one to three issues you would want wise counsel on? The answers varied more than I expected, and Tom Ziegler joined me to address them. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is increasing your performance in your personal and professional life, drawing straight from the legacy of one of the most inspiring leaders of our age, Zig Ziggler. This is the weekly Q&A episode I do with my co-host and the CEO of Ziggler and Zig's son, Tom Ziggler. In these Q&A shows, I often play a short clip from Zig Ziggler, or I'll take a hot topic and post it to the Ziggler audience. From the responses, we get some of the most poignant and relevant input into the realities of walking out personal and professional business development and growth in the real world and current circumstances of life. I invite you to join us in these weekly discussions on Facebook. You can find me at Kevin Miller CO. I know a lot of you would love to have great counsel and personal guidance for your businesses and business ideas, but time to money and who to trust is an issue. So again, I asked the question, if you're given $10,000 to spend on business coaching, what are the top one to three issues you would want wise counsel on? Tom Ziegler joined me to talk through the comments. It was really insightful to hear the areas people wanted help with most. We gave a good bit of guidance uh, and resources. And as business coaching is a key service, Tom and Ziegler corporation provide. We sourced that, of course, but as you're going to hear, the main offering was to help you find the best solution, whether it's Ziegler or not. Tom even gave out his email address. If you're new to The Ziggler Show, it is one of my three podcasts. You can find them all and more at my website, kevinmiller.co, or on any social media at kevinmillerco. At the website, you'll find some show highlights and resources and the videos of me with my guests and co-hosts. My Motive Podcast is my flagship, and we're here on The Ziggler Show. We talk a lot about what people have done. In my Motive Podcast, we talk about why, their reasons for doing all they have done, good and bad. I believe motive is a root issue of all personal development and one we as a culture are missing. Then I have the True Life podcast where my co-host, Dr. Randy James, and I talk about your health and wellness, but more importantly, the psychology of striving to be well in this unwell culture. The point is not health and wellness in and of itself, but as a means to an end. If you want your life running at top notch, you need to be too. In all the shows, we do a lot of Q&A and engagement. I invite you to join us on Facebook, Kevin Miller CO. Well, Tom, I thought this was a timely question just to ask as we're heading towards a new year and people are thinking about where they want to grow themselves, grow their business. And, you know, the thing that I hear most often, I assume you do too, when it comes to any kind of coaching, consulting, uh, growth type thing with people is that it is uh, often they don't do it because of lack of money and time. So I thought at least one of them, I'd get them thinking by asking this question, if you had 10,000 bucks to spend on business coaching, what are the top one to three issues you would want counsel on? So um, I just took some of them and, and grouped, you know, a couple together under some headings. So I'm going to throw them at you. You ready? Ready. All right. Uh, Sally Stone King, she says, getting my schedule organized in a way I can keep to it. Time just slips away and I get pulled in too many directions and am easily distracted. Uh, Katarzyna also says that yeah, procrastinating, avoiding anxiety uh, around putting myself out there. 
Uh, so there's some fear there too. So procrastinating and, and actually fear is kind of the next one I'm going to come to. So we can just hit on this. So, you know, procrastinating, scheduling. I mean, you know that man, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's one that I struggle with, uh, to this day. I, 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 I use other people to manage me is how I do it, but we each have our ways of managing our dysfunction, but we know that time management is a big issue for entrepreneurs. It's a huge issue. And, you know, for everybody who's, who's thinking, gosh, I should do that or I need to get better at it. Uh, if you want ROI and you pay a coach to help you get your time management thing in gear, uh, this will pay off 10 to one, like almost right away, because there's nothing more valuable than your time. It's, it's once it's gone, it's gone forever. And there's so much production, productivity, life to be lived. Uh, and what happens is we're not using our time wisely when we're not getting the things done. Uh, then whenever we start to have fun doing something, we start feeling guilty because we know we didn't get what we needed to do done. So yeah. the enjoyment level and everything else, uh, it's a, it's a big one. It's a great, it's a great place to start. And I'm not sure if this is a life coaching issue or a business coaching issue or both. It's kind of an everything coaching issue. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, you know, on this, we just did, or I just did uh, episode, I think it was 843 with Jonathan Milligan. It was the habit show with him. And he talked about maker mornings and manager afternoons. And I have, I've really looked at that because I, in the morning, I'm usually ready to go. I feel uh, inspired, creative, and I'll get that deep work done. And then later in the day, I don't, my energy dwindles. And that's a good time for me just to do the uh, menial work, the admin work, uh, and do that. That helps me with my time management, but this is an issue. I mean, there's a lot of great resources. I know, uh, Michael Hyatt has one. I don't know. I can't remember by name, Tom. He has a time he calls it focus. I believe focus. I think so. I think I, I, that might be the last show we had him on here talking about, uh, focus. So you can check out Michael Hyatt and focus. Kevin Cruz was somebody, uh, K R U, uh, K R U S E was somebody I had on the show, man, many years ago, but his book was really powerful. He's got one on, uh, time management. I think it's like what, you know, the 15 things top leaders do uh, time management. It's on the shelf behind me, but I can't see it. Um, but there are some great resources. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. We talk about it and choose to win and the perfect start. Uh, you know, make your morning, manage your afternoon. What you just said, we, we talked about that and the perfect start and how to get your day going right, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at it here. Let me see if I can turn around and do it. It's the uh, 15 secret successful people know about time management. Kevin Cruz. That was really powerful. Uh, I read it and so did Dr. Randy James, uh, our doctor and my co-host on the True Life Show. But there are, again, great resources out there. I think we just need to re realize now more than ever that all these screens are being paid to distract us. And I have to figure out how to, my perspective is figure out how to manage your dysfunction, figure out how to manage your distraction, your fear, your procrastination. I will say that one of the number one things that I do personally, and this is just for me, my personality style, it's not for everybody, but I have to create deadlines or I won't, and it's not even that I procrastinate. I just, I'll just go build new things and I won't finish and manage and maintain. So I'm busy. I'm not screwing around and wasting time, but, 
uh, I'll set deadlines so that I finish, so that I show up, so that I do my routine. That's the only reason that I get these shows done at the appropriate time. And right now I have a team helping me. So I just, before I sat down here, I sat down, I got a text from my daughter, Eliza. She's one of my team. And she says, uh, daddy, you got all the social media in for next week, uh, the headlines so that the graphic designer can create him. I didn't, I had one or two left. And so I, I did the thought real quick, sent those in and sent back and said, thank you for helping me do that. So to get people to help you is, uh, to delegate that, get people to manage you, I think, yeah, sometimes as leaders, we don't, I I get billed as as a leader. I'm a leader and I need people to manage me in order to show up and do what I need to do. Hey, I could work something out with you. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. So, and I'll actually make this offer to anybody. I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah. So if you want to put together like a 90 minute, you know, commitment that you're going to do every single day. As far as making your starting your day right, getting things done, uh, I'll work with you on that. And I have a real simple thing. You're smiling because you probably know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I do. Just send me ten grand. Ten grand. And at the end of ninety days, if if well, you've done it every single day for ninety days, I'll send your ten grand back. Well, Tom, that's the question that I ask everybody. If they were given ten grand to spend on business coaching, what are the top areas? Just take the ten. Just tell Tom what you need to do. Put a deadline on it. Send him the ten thousand dollars, and he'll hold it ransom. There you go. Problem solved. That's it. That's it. And you know what? It's funny, but that's a hack that a lot of people use. They don't. They don't literally send somebody ten grand, but they'll do different things. Delay gratification. Uh, plan a party or a celebration, a trip, a prize, whatever, at the end of getting something done. Yeah. And that's really good. You can do that micromanage in the day too. Uh, if you're, if social media or, you know, if you're a news junkie or whatever, if that's like dragging you away from your priorities, uh, just make a pact with yourself that you're not going to touch it until you've got X amount done every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's how, what I do with deadlines is there's a consequence if I don't do it, because if there's not, man, and it's hard not to go on to something else or procrastinate, you know, or, or, or whatever. I even have my little triggers that I play with during the day, Tom. I mean, generally I, if I need to, to shower, I have to exercise first. So that's my, that's one of my kind of triggers to just go out there and, and do what I'm going to do. Same thing with eating. I generally am not going to eat until I have exercise and it just helps me kind of plan my day. Um, I did just exercise, did my mountain bike ride, came in here. So I'm, I'm here, here I'm with you unshowered. I apologize for the smell, Tom. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our nutritionist calls it fitness fresh. So I, I am fitness fresh right now. Well, Katarzyna, you know, she also, also talked about anxiety around putting herself out there. Uh, Kevin Helm, he said his issue or, or what he would want helping with help with is how to make the first step. Uh, Dennis Durrell responded to Kevin and said, yeah, I agree. In Kevin Harrington's terms, I'd like to be shown how to fail quickly for low cost and then be helped with visibility to why it failed and how to repackage. I have a number of ideas that don't get out of the gate because of the roadblocks I've set out of fear or lack of perspective. Uh, Anna, Anna Rowles, she also said, uh, just first steps, helping me with those first steps. And, and I, I saw that Tom back when I did a lot of coaching with people trying to start businesses that there is yeah so much it looks it's like such a big elephant it seems overwhelming overwhelmed to step out and I get that sometimes I'll still get that feeling with a big project whether it's a you know a home project or a financial decision or a you know or a business thing that it does it seem so daunting 
thank goodness, like you, I've done it so many times now. So, that, so I, I realize, oh, I'll wave at it. Hey, I, I realize you, you seem kind of daunting, but I know I've done this so many times that once I jump in, you know, we'll figure it out. But for somebody who hasn't done a whole lot of that, it's daunting. Yes, it is. Uh, and that to me is a mindset challenge. And that's probably the biggest overall challenge uh, that anybody's going to face, whether it's business or personal. But here's a here's a hack that I do on getting that first step done quick. Uh, and so hypothetically, Kevin, let's just say you and I decided we were going to host a summit uh, in the beautiful mountains outside of where you live. And we were going to invite in uh, 20 or 25, you know, Ziegler show advocates who live the lifestyle, believe the mindset. And we were just going to rock two days of fellowship and the wheel of life and getting priorities right. Uh, you and I, we would both be pinging back and forth immediately. Wow, that's a big project because we got to decide the content and the date and the place and, you know, the title. And, and then we've got to figure out how we're going to market it and where do we place the ads and when is COVID going to end? And, you know, all these different things would happen. And so what happens with, with us as entrepreneurs or, or individuals is we start planning this whole thing in our mind and we don't take action on any of it. And so what you can do to get started right away is you can do the mind map. I love the mind map process. And that's where in the middle of the page, you would say, you know, Summit 2021, just a working title. And then every branch off of that mind map could be something that's got to be done, right? We've got to decide the content, who's going to speak, what the date is, where it's going to be. And all of these can be on this page and we get it all out on the page. And then we go back around and we start putting dates on when these things need to be decided yeah. and the priority in which. And you know what? We could probably get half of it done in one day, day one. And then we just fill in the blanks later. And so for those of you who are wondering, well, how do I get started? A mind map is a great place because you get it out of your brain and onto paper. Well, now you've got it on paper and you might, Kevin and I might say, well, gosh, we've never done one of these before. Who else do we know who's done one? We could get on the phone and we could call a couple of people. Hey, I know you put on an event last year. What am I missing here? What's my plan? And so you go to the people who you already know or people who've done something similar uh, in the market and they can help you with that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, uh, there are a lot of coaches probably specifically focused in on what you want to get done and you can go to them as well. But that mind map is a great place to get it started. Now, uh, Howard, and I'm just using this example. So Howard Partridge is our business coach, our exclusive small business coach at Ziegler. And we do events for our people all the time. And one of the ways that we will uh, plan an event is we'll start with a survey. Hey, guys, we're thinking about having this event sometime in the first half of next year. If you would be interested in attending, let us know. You know, and if, and if nobody responds, we know that the timing and the event combination isn't right. If we get a bunch of people, then we go to the next level. And so that is a low barrier, low cost way with a high return, which is what Kevin Harrington is talking about. Fail fast, fail quick, right? Without a lot of cost in it. Well, let's say we get 10 people 
uh, you could do a webinar with those 10 and say, hey, we're going to cover this. Come to this webinar. Well, if all 10 show up, that tells you something. Yeah. If two of the 10 show up, that says they're just being nice. They weren't really interested. And so that's a way to ramp up the game, but without uh, a lot of costs and, and a lot of wear, as dad would say, as Zig Ziglar would say, without a lot of wear and tear on head and hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it, Tom. I, I do. Yeah. Having, you know, having other people involved is just so uh, beneficial if you can do it in any way. I, I'll even do it, Tom. I did it recently where, you know, a new project and I'll write some stuff out and shoot it off to my web person and say, okay, hey, start working on this. She's going to respond back to me, one, uh, and I'm going to have to respond to her. So it kind of starts the ball rolling. Two, the minute she starts doing work, I'm, char I'm getting charged. I'm spending money here. That holds me accountable uh, as well. You know, and to that, you know, hiring a coach is powerful just for that, just for the accountability and for the investment. I mean, you cough up, you know, you do a contract with a coach and you're going to cough up up front, you know, what, however much money, whether it's $100, $1,000, $10,000, whatever it's going to be. Just by doing that, I find that it causes people to take action because now you've invested money that you don't want to waste. You want to get something out of it and you want to get as much out of it. And doing that sometimes I, I've known of people and I think actually, honestly, I, back when I did a good amount of coaching, I know people and I think the best benefit that they got from the coaching with me was just that it motivated them to take action and, and accountability, the accountability of us setting a call and them knowing that we're going to, they're going to have to show up and say, you know, what they've done on their part. And sometimes I felt like, I don't know what grand wisdom I gave them. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I gave them some good guidance, but some people, I feel like I knocked it out of the park. Some people, I feel like, I, I think you just did it all. I, you just kind of needed me to help you as a catalyst. Uh, it's very valid as you know. Well, here's, uh, we have, well, you know what, uh, some people posted amongst different things, mindset. You said mindset a minute ago. Uh, so I, I Nicole, uh, no, it was John Miller. He said mindset. Kent Sanders said mindset amongst some other things that I'll mention in a second, but that to get the mindset, I mean, for somebody who has not been in business for themselves, has not launched something, has not started something it is a different perspective. I mean, that's what I, I dealt with back with Free Agent Academy when I was doing that. You have to have somebody who's been a lifetime in school being told, you know, kind of what to do and follow in the system, regular school, college, graduate, doctorate, whatever it may be. Then they get into the workplace as an employee, same thing. And now they want to come over here and it's all up to them. Uh, you know, not only is it fearful, but yeah, what is the mindset? I mean, that would be that's relevant. I, I don't know that anybody should just automatically have that. How do you get the mindset? Great place to take a business coach and say, so tell, what do I need to know? What are the big areas that are going to be different for me in my work life? Uh, that's, I mean, that, that's highly relevant to get somebody just to help you with the mindset of this new endeavor. If you're going into business new. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this Q&A episode with Tom Ziegler on where you'd get business coaching. Next, Tom talks about how everything starts with you being the right owner, having the right mindset. I have some great resources for you right now, then we'll dive right back in. You know, one of the things that I use, and I'm just going to paint a picture, and this is for, for business owners, people who are running their own business uh, you could have employees, you may not have employees or team members, but this is the way I look at it. I want you to think of a target and in the bullseye of that target is the owner. That's you. And we've got to get the, we've got to get the owner right first. 
If the owner's not right, then everything else is going to be difficult in the business. So where do we start with getting the owner right? Well, it's it's mindset. It's the mental. It's the way we look at life. It's our attitude. It's our spiritual qualities. It's the it's the things that help us make decisions. It's our beliefs around that. It's our self-image of, you know, am I worthy? Am I capable? Do I deserve this? Can that happen? So the, the next ring out is your people. And, and so as an owner, and I'm trying to get something done, I know that I've got to work, develop, and engage, encourage, uh, motivate, inspire, lead, influence my people. And then the third ring is systems. If I'm going to have a sustainable, scalable business, I got to have systems in place. And the challenge in business is that the systems need and the people need are always switching places. Some days we got to develop our people and some days we got to put in systems. Otherwise, we're trapped. But none of that's possible for long term scalability and growth unless you as the owner are right. And you being right starts with mindset. Yeah. And so when you work with a coach. Uh, and this is what we do, what I do in legacy coaching, what our choose to win coaches do that we equip to go out and coach is we identify where you want to go. And then we ask, why do you want to go there? And then we say, OK, well, how do you think we can get there? And just the words that people use, well, I'd really like to do it, but, you know, I never went to college or this is the first time I've ever done done this then we know where their mindset's coming from. It's coming out of fear. It's coming out of, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not competent. I'm not going to make that happen. And so that's where the coaching really turns it on its head and says, wait a second, let's talk about why you want to get there again. And what is it that's keeping you from getting there? Usually it's lack of knowledge, right? Usually it's, you just never done it before. Yeah. Well, guess what? You learned to walk at one time. You probably learned to ride a bike at one time. You learned your alphabet at one time. This is no different. And so let's start thinking about how we can choose the mindset. And so we start asking more questions that come from that. When the mindset is right, it's almost like a in learning through a, a fire hose, right? When the mindset is right, because the good stuff is just coming in and the possibilities are endless, when the mindset is wrong, it almost doesn't matter how big the fire hose is because it's all unknown, right? It's, 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 it's like this lack of confidence and belief that, you know what, I may not know the answer now, but I can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, Tom, you just finished a Ziegler legacy certification and this is a Ziegler show. So I am happy to shamefully, shameful, shamefully, shamelessly uh, promote what Ziggler's happening. You have ZLC. Now I went to ZLC. I got to go there in person. I loved that. I'm always a proponent of that. We can't do that right now in this day and age with, uh, with COVID, but you just did one successfully online getting together with a group of people. I'm going to call it immersion as much immersion as you can get with other people who have that mindset that you're desiring is so powerful. And I know when you go through Ziggler or ZLC, you spend time you know, intense time with this group of people, with the Ziegler family, and then you join the, you know, you're, you're part of that group ongoing in an online uh, aspect. That is so powerful. There are others, of course, I'm, you know, this is Ziegler show. We're talking about Ziegler. There are others out there. that are so powerful groups where you're 
immersed in it, uh, that it's, it's what you do on Facebook, it's your social media, it's with that group, it's a, maybe some private groups, it's events, it's content and things where you're, you're with people. I have, uh, that's the, that is the powerful thing of seminars. I mean, you go to a conference and you're with, whether it's 100 people, 10 people, or 10,000 people, and they're all there for the same reason, talking the same things, I mean, it will, it will reroute your mind. It'll rewire your mind to think it, it, everything becomes so much more palatable and plausible and feasible because it's just the norm for everybody there. It wasn't your norm, but to go be with those people. And it's no different than if you want, you know, to pursue weight loss or fitness, or if you're going to take up a new sport, go, go be with a group of people. It's what they do every day. Um, I was just with some mountain bikers. This is what they do, man. It's, it makes it all seems like a, this is just normal, man. The powerful thing that does to your mind. So I'm going to call that again, immersion. You can do that with so many different groups. You can do it with Ziegler. You can do it with other people, find whoever resonates with you. And I would say, join a group, get with other people. We're back to the Jim Rohn. You become the sum of the five people you're around most. Well, you, you can make those people these days, rock stars around the world that gather together online it is. It's so powerful. Tom, I, I meet with a group of Christian guys, businessmen, influencers on Monday mornings, and it's usually, you know, 10, 15 uh, guys for 30, 45 minutes. They share what's what's go, kind of what's going right, what's going wrong, where they need help. Uh, and it's just so redirecting for the mind. It's such a such so powerful. Yeah, I have this this little simple thing, anything that uh, is has significance that gets accomplished. Anything that requires some time, energy of effort that gets accomplished has three, th three components to it. It has mindset, strategy, and action. And so let me define what those three things are. Mindset is simply the habit of right thinking. Strategy is the habit of right planning. And action is the habit of right doing. Right thinking, the right mindset, that's a habit. And, and that's what we want to get in. You know, just like every day, well, you know, we brush our teeth every single day. It's just a habit. And it, it you know, and it takes, uh, depending on who you are, uh, 20 seconds to two minutes. You know, I mean, it's, there's a, but we just get in the habit of doing it. And it's just pounded in there and we believe it we can actually have the habit of right thinking where it just automatically becomes that habit. And so when you're trying to accomplish something you've never done before, you have to develop new habits. You have new skills to learn, new ways of thinking, new perspective. There's a song that says, you know, I think one line is what if everything goes wrong? And the other line is, well, what if everything goes right? Yeah. yeah. And we need to start letting the possibility of things going right happen. And so, you know, we got to put skin in the game and, and this, this fail quickly at low cost. There's all these little tests you can do. Uh, and usually, you know, failure, it, I would much rather see somebody test, 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 and have 40 failures uh, and then bet the farm <laughs> Then just struggle with trying to get it into perfection and bet the farm on the first go. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. What I've noticed about programs that work is whoever or whatever it is that somebody's trying to create, whether it's a business or a new way of doing something, whatever it is, 
they have this vision of what it's going to be. And then if they look back on it a year later and all the things that it's, it's more successful than they can imagine, but it's only about 30% of what they originally thought it was going to be when they got started. And it's because you learn as you go. You know, your statement about what if it goes, we think tend to think, what if it, what if it goes wrong? What if it goes right? Coming back to risk, just reminded me of that perspective that we so often miss. And I've said this so many times and I just read it from somebody else. So we're all just messengers. Who knows who said it to begin with, but we look at the risk of what, what might happen if I go forward and we don't uh, do enough of looking backwards and say, what's the risk of staying where I am? Am I okay if a year from now, nothing has happened? I haven't done anything. Nothing's different. I'm in the same place. I like that test because sometimes I've done that, Tom, and realized, you know what? If a year from now, nothing's changed, I'm actually okay. Well, that gives me a key to how important it is for me right now. And that may be the best thing I can do. But often with something I, I'm realizing, man, I'm, that often motivates me. I am not okay if that doesn't change or if I don't achieve this or if you know, time goes on and it's, I'm in the same place X amount of time for now, such a motivator for me. Well, you mentioned a couple of times, Tom, strategy, and we had a bunch of people literally say creating, uh, Nicole, creating systems, John, strategy and systems, Timothy Driver, developing a strategy. Um, they put those together. Now, when I read those, I think of them a little differently. I mean, if you want a strategy for your business, man, I, I know there are good resources out there, Tom, people have said, okay, here's ways to structure your business. I, I can't say, I know I haven't done it myself. Um, and I'm also not a very detailed guy. So again, it's just for my personality style, but I have found that w talking about coaching, it is difficult to get a legitimate strategy for your business and do it on your own. Whether you have been in business for a while, and it's, but even more so if you've not been in business, because you just can't conceive of what the things are to make a strategy around. And even going through one of the canned products, I find it difficult without some level of personal input from, again, a coach, a guide, a whatnot. Now, obviously, you guys do it at Ziggler. You know, and with any of this, I'm going to promote Ziggler again. With any of this, as we're talking, if you're hearing about this, and, you're, and maybe we're not going to give, because uh, I'm not giving a whole list of resources here, you can always go to Ziggler.com. And, and what, Tom? Just hit the contact page? Or do you want to give an email address just so they can contact? Because you can do that and say, okay, I'm looking for help here. Yeah, Tom at Ziggler.com. Tom, okay, there you go. Tom at Ziggler.com. So if you'll do that and they'll respond to you, will they let you know what Ziggler has to offer? Absolutely. They are a business. They're happy to sell things to you. They do a good job of it. Um, but they will also let you know if there's something that they're not the best at and they'll refer you to who they refer to. Or if you want to even vet somebody else and say, okay, Tom, you guys do, you know, X, Y, Z, but I, you know, I, I really feel like I should do some due diligence and see what else is out there. Who would you tell me to look at? You'll tell them that as well. So, um, please know that that's uh, a truthful statement and you can go there and get help. Same thing with me. A lot of these folks are commenting from Facebook where I posted the question. You can let me know, uh, there as well. And we'll give you the resources that we know of. So, one of the books that, that I love is called The Five Secrets of a Phenomenal Business. Uh, Howard Partridge wrote that. And when we're talking about strategy, what we've done is we've, we've taken a business, and Howard's put this together, a business has five, five key areas. 
marketing, which is how you bring prospects to the business, sales, which is how you convert those prospects into customers, administration, which is how, or which is the kind of the, you know, the technical side, how do we manage the, the business and the numbers operations, which is how we serve and support the business and leadership, which is how you as the owner operator, how you run this uh, business yourself. What do you need to develop yourself and to develop your team? And so when you talk about a strategy for a business, you need to understand that the strategy's got to have all five of those components into it. How are we going to get customers? How are we going to convert them? I mean, how are we going to get prospects, convert them, serve and support them, manage everything, and then grow our business? Those are components of a strategy. And then you put systems into each one of those areas. And one of the things that we talk about is this, and that is what what's the purpose of your business? What's the why behind it? And you've got to make a decision. Are, are you going to be... Uh, you know, somebody who is a commodity where you're going to lower your price and race to the bottom? Or are you going to serve and provide expert counsel and information at the highest level possible? And you're going to, and you're, you're now an experienced business. So those are opposite ends of the spectrum and of course, we believe in the experience level. Uh, we want to provide, a, uh, as Howard says, a phenomenal experience. So when you're creating a strategy, you've got to take those five areas in, and then you've got to decide what kind of business that, that you want to operate. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident about our expertise and our ability to get things done. But I'll just tell you right now, I don't want to compete with Amazon or Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, a couple of trillion dollars behind, I think. Yeah. You know, on that note, though, Tom, this is this is episode 846. In our previous episode, 845, I was with Jess Ekstrom, and we talked about that specifically because she has headbands for hope, multi-million dollar company selling headbands. Girls' headbands. Well, now they do other stuff too. They've got hats and I don't even know, masks and different things like that. Huge business. It's just, you know, knocked it out of the park. She doesn't even have to run the thing anymore. She's off doing other stuff. And uh, we talked about that because I said, I I literally, I was candid with her, Tom. I said, seriously, when I saw this, headbands, really? You you did well with headbands. Talk about a commodity. If I want a headband, my girls need headbands. You go to Walmart and spend a couple bucks to get headbands. And you created these premium. How did you, so she talks a little bit about that and has more information on how she made a premium product, made an experience, uh, made an image people wanted to associate with, with her headbands and knocked out of the park, which what would otherwise looked at, been like a, looked at like as a commodity. Um, you know, you mentioned systems here too, and people did that as well. So one, we just talked about strategy, but when you look at systems, I, a resource I did want to give, I'm not an advertiser for them or anything, but I realized I just had so many irons in the fire. We have so many people involved in uh, all these moving parts now that I reached out to a friend who is a high level project management guy. 
And I could have hired him and maybe I should at some point for many, many tens of thousands of dollars to do it. But I said, look, here, here we're doing, it's kind of, you know, it's, this isn't super deep. I know what I want done. I just need something to help me manage it. And he gave me a tool. He said, there's one of many, but he uses a company called, or a platform called Asana. A-S-A-N-A. And there's others out there, lots of, you know, base camp and different things. But he said, listening to what I wanted and that I'm not super techie. I don't want something super in depth. Uh, we signed on with that. I don't, I have no, idea. I think you can do it for free. And then we probably upgraded for, I have no idea what it is per month. I think it was, you know, a little bit, it could have been 10 bucks or 50 bucks or something like that. And I have now, I, now I have somebody on my team actually found out Tom was one of my daughters, another daughter, and didn't realize her acumen to this level, but she had been working for a company and doing a bunch of project management. And so she's just taking it and running it. So she, I'm just feeding her stuff. Okay. On the, here's the projects. Here's all the steps that I see. And then today as I'm going through and go, oh, I forgot about that. I just shoot it to her, a text, an email, whatever. I don't even get in this thing and mess with it. I just give it to her. She then uses it to manage the rest of us and keep us on track. Some people uh, participate in that platform. Some people are like me and we, and we're paying her just to keep us all going. But that, as far as a systems type thing, especially if you're not organizationally minded, which I'm not, if you're not admin and managerial minded, which I'm not, uh, it's a great place to not forget stuff. That's the hardest thing for me as a creator is I just, I create stuff and then I forget it or a week will go by and I'll go, wait, what happened to that thing? I did this to a group, uh, uh in one project two days ago. And I said, I'm emailing all you guys. I have no idea whose court the ball is in. Somebody respond back and let me know. And they did. And, and then, you know, of course, we're trying to get up to speed. So this Asana thing will, will help us. But there are some neat project management tools out there that you can use for zero dollars or very little dollars just to help you compile and help you with a system and not forgetting stuff. And you can assign stuff and you could do this as a solopreneur. You can go in there, assign it to yourself and set a date. And it's going to send you an email or it's going to let you know when you're in there, those kind of accountability things that we need to respond to, I find are generally golden for entrepreneurs because whether they're organizational manager, managerial administration minded or not, you still have so many hats to put on so many things you got to do. And at the end of the day, the most powerful thing you can do is go create and sell. Uh, so all that stuff over here that goes by the wayside. Uh, so there's a tool there, there there's one aspect of, uh, of, a, of a resource, um, sales came up and there were multiple people that talked about just needing help with, you know, sales and marketing. And I want to start off again with secrets of closing the sale. It's one of the premier books in sales Ever. It is the classic that Seth Godin and how, you know, most, most every big business leader out there has secrets of closing the sale. It is, it is a foundational book for sales. Please go through that. I've had my kids read it and it's the same with how to win friends and influence people for sales. Somebody mentioned uh, negotiating as well. Uh, that's the place to get it that, you know, the, the Ziegler corporation, the Carnegie corporation, I mean, that's what they're about is sales, how to win friends, and influence people, people skills, PR soft skills is what they call them these days. Though somebody recently said, no, those are essential skills. Talk about essential services. These are essential skills and there are places to get those. Now, obviously you can come to Ziegler as well and get help with that on sales training. I don't even know what all resources. Yeah. I know there's, there's those, there's, you know, audios and videos and, and whatnot on sales, but they can obviously contract with somebody there too. 
When we work with business owners uh, through our inner circle uh, with Howard, you know, th there's always the, the first question, hey, do you need more revenue or do you need to be more efficient and effective of handling the business that you already have? And so, you know, everybody's in a different place in their business. So some people have plenty of revenue, but they're bleeding because their systems are broken. Ha they have waste. They're losing customers because they're not giving them the right support. And others are like just getting started. Hey, I need clients, right? I need customers. And so the first thing you do is you decide, where do we need to start? I mean, I wish we could do all of them at the same time, but that's just not the way life is. And so that's that age old question. What's the one thing I could do today that would change everything? And it's, and it's different for everybody. It could be a marketing challenge. You might have a very high close rate. You're just not getting prospects in front of you. So yeah. how, do you, how do you go about uh, finding that? And then on the other side of the coin, uh, you might have plenty of business, uh, but you're stuck. You're capped. You, you, everything goes through a choke point in your business and you can't grow beyond that. So how are you going to create the operational systems that are going to allow you to go there? In marketing, um, you know, the biggest mistake that, that people make is they quit marketing to their list. They've got people who've shown an interest or maybe even a prior customer and they're not keeping in touch with them. They're not, you're not letting them know, Hey, this is what we have. This is what's new. And then of course, on the sales side, uh, there's several things that can just really change the game. And we talk about that, whether it's, whether it's an upsell or how about this as simple as raising your prices, especially if you've kind of trapped yourself with, Hey, Everybody else is charging X, so I'm going to charge, you know, X minus one, and everybody's going to come to me. Well, they all came to you now, and you're not profitable. So what do you do? And that's what, that's what we work on. And each business owner, each person in their business, the answer is going to be a little different for each of you. But once you decide, hey, I want to improve marketing, well, good news. For almost everybody, focusing on your marketing doesn't mean you spend a lot of money on marketing advertising. That's not where it comes from. It's from putting in the right systems, managing your list, reaching out to those you know, changing your proposition just a little bit, and engaging with people. Yeah, you know, on, on this too, because I know we have so many people with different products, different services, all varieties of things. You know, th there's still so much to be said for go look at who is succeeding in your market. Who's doing it well and model what they're doing. We're in a time, I think, where as much, I mean, Tom, I, you know, I love to be a rebel, be a renegade, do things different. And, and I find ways to do that. But in this online world, I have to be careful because we get to a point. I mean, if you want to go buy a book online or buy any kind of product, we've all come to, if you've done it that much, we come to expect how the page flows where the sales you know, is, where the buy now button is, where the prices are, where the reviews are, where the you know, people who like this like this as well, where the comparisons are. I mean, we know that from, I know that from Amazon, I use it a lot, but other, I see that you know, all the top places, it's pretty similar and they know that. If you confuse people, they'll go elsewhere. So to think about that with your product and service on how you're presenting it, how you are showcasing it, be unique and then what you say is, different and unique about your product, why they should buy yours 
as opposed to somebody else. That's where you stand out. But as far as, you know, how you are marketing, how you are selling it, how you are presenting, the, I think the best place to do is go look at who is succeeding uh, in, you know, in that area. And you talked about marketing, Tom, and about, you know, frequency and how much you're putting out there. I know, and you do, you do too, that you can put stuff out there and then realize I am not getting traction. Well, Nicole, this is a good response here from Nicole Young. She said she would get help with content and copywriting. I actually asked her, I said, how, how to come up with content or just how to structure it effectively. She said, I am a life coach for women who have lost themselves slash their identity throughout raising babies and being a wife, making mindset change, body change, etc., is difficult. Knowing how to use words to draw women in and tap into their desire to put in the hard work for a better life is difficult for me. Yes, it is. I, I wanted to affirm her there. I've talked about this. I did a, a I did a, uh, I talked for a mastermind group recently they had me as their, as their guest or, or leader for the day. And they asked about podcasting and somehow it came up. Somebody asked and I expounded on the reality. So here we have the Ziegler show, tens of thousands of downloads, you know, 450,000 downloads per month. And I would, I used to think errantly that, well, if you subscribe, if people subscribe to my podcast, they'll just listen to anything I put out. And I would say that even facetiously, that's what I thought. I was wrong. And I actually found out by doing a survey to uh, my Facebook group, which has a lot of the listeners. And I said, look, do you guys, in fact, listen to any, do you download and listen to every, anything I put out since you're a Ziggler Show listener? And they said, nope, because I'm a listener, I will look at the title of the show and maybe the description. But if it's not something I'm interested in or, or care about, or it's not compelling, no, I'm still not going to listen to it. Well, that's a big deal. And it helped me understand too, why we saw such big discrepancies in downloads. Here's one show and boom, man, it just goes through the roof. Lots of downloads really fast and more than ever. And then we do another one that I may think the content of the show was the best ever. And it gets half the downloads. And I'm thinking, how is that? If people listen, don't they listen? And realizing that I can kill it by a bad headline. So if you go into iTunes and look at that and how important it is, a lot of times I'll go look at some of the best of the best before I name a show. And I've had sometimes where two days into publishing a show, I'll realize it's doing poorly and I'll change. We'll go in and change it. So at least the people who come now will see a different headline to try to bolster that. And even over here on the description, if you're in iTunes, you know, there's a description of the show, how important that is is again, you'll always find celebrities. You can find, uh, you know, Joe Rogan has the biggest show podcast on planet earth. I think he could probably just leave it blank and people are going to listen to it. Celebrities at the highest end can violate best business practices, but for us real people, uh, it matters. So to Nicole's aspect of the content, yeah, finding the right content is so important and you either become a student of that Go learn how to do it yourself, or that is something you can outsource. You can have people who are good with literally with marketing content and depending on your specific, and she's a life coach, you can find people that you should be able to find people who are proficient in that aspect of content as well. If I have somebody over here who's brilliant at Amazon product content, that doesn't mean they're good for coaching and services content. Yeah. And, and I'll just, I'll do a little, uh, that on the life coaching. Cause that's, that's one of our spaces. And, and I would say this, 
you got to make the copy resonate with your reader, your ideal customer, your avatar, who you're looking for, to the point where they will reach out. They will fill out the form. They will say, send me more information. They will attend the webinar, whatever that case is. And then for life coaches, uh, and this is this is a tough one. This is hard. You got to pick up the phone and call them. You you got to send them a personal email that isn't a form letter and say, "Hey, I appreciate this," because in building that kind of a business, it starts with engagement. It starts with relationship, and then that blossoms into uh, a client which blossoms into results, which blossoms into testimonials and referrals, which now you've got something that's really, really working. The problem is, and this is, this is one of the things that's difficult, is a lot of times people in, that, in this industry, uh, they say, well, I can't afford a marketing because I only charge this, and they feel trapped. And I just want you to know that when your, your value isn't what you charge someone. Your value is the difference you make in their life. And I'm sure that you've had people who told you, you changed my life. How can you put a value on that? Yeah. And there's, there's this, this is a mindset thing. There's, a, there's a, a fear or a hesitation. If I charge too much, nobody's going to say yes. What I've discovered is that in our group, people who, who raise the investment, they just find a new level of, of customer. It, it, you know, I saw it with dad every time he raised his fee. We had people actually say, well, you know, we were looking for this type of a speaker. And, and until he raised his fee, we didn't think he was in that category. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's the best in the world. So you could be the best in the world for somebody. And they're walking by you because your investment isn't where it, you know what you're charging isn't enough in their mind. How could how could you be worth what I need if you're only charging X? I don't know if this is you know this is a generalization, but how do we get to that point? It's with the one-on-one conversation. Yeah. And so the marketing, the great copy, the leads, all of that stuff is is fantastic. But the ultimate goal needs to be: Can we get a time together where we can talk about what it is that you want? And perhaps there's a way I can help you achieve that. Yeah, there are so many. And again, you know, you've got your choose to win coaching. I can't promote anything above that because I believe in it. I know you. I know what you guys do. And, you know, so folks looking for coaching help. It is a such I just I always want to stress that it is such a unique thing. And coaching is I wish it was just all about what you provide just about the reality that, look, I, I know this area, I can help you progress. I wish it was just about that. It is not because from the sales standpoint, you are selling yourself. And if you're not able to sell people on you and get them to trust you, uh, you're not going to go very far. And, and realizing even as you help people uncover the direction that they go, if you can't inspire them to go make that change, you're not going to go far. It takes, it does take a lot. I did want to mention one thing. I don't like the whole hack you know, thing, life hacks and this hack and whatever, but I'm going to call it a hack, a pricing hack on the increase. Cause I dealt with that back when I first started 
And I did my first coaching gig. I put something out and it was like 120 bucks an hour or something like that. I was doing it hourly back then, 120 bucks an hour. But because of some reason I came up with, it's discounted to $62 and I got a handful of people to do it. So 62 bucks an hour. And I did something with them and my sole goal, cause I had been taught this by somebody was to get testimonials. So I got three or four testimonials, put them on the site and immediately put my price at like 225 bucks or something. I said it was something like that. Well, these people testified to how I helped them. That is absolutely true. The fact that the next person comes along and reads their testimonial and that I got that testimonial by chart and I was charging them less than the rate that I now have on there is irrelevant. And that's how I did it. And so I took people on at that next rate and then I got the next slew of testimonials and kept upping my price till I got to, I think 500 bucks an hour. And that's around when I stopped doing it. Cause I burnt myself out, but it's also, I'll never forget you, Tom, you saw that I was doing it. You said $500. I think it was five. I was doing it per hour. It was a package or something like that. Anyways, I know you, you told me that's, you should quadruple that now. That's terrible. I'll never forget that. But you know, again, it's, it's hard for us all to do that, but to realize if you get testimonials, you put a price on there and people will relate those uh, they want to see testimony that you've helped somebody and you can increase the price along the way. Um, you know, there were some other ones here, Tom, on people said they'd get help with hiring. They'd get help with corporate culture. Uh, they would get help with task planning and accountability, which we talked about there. But you get into hiring and corporate culture and you're, you're getting outside of just you know, solopreneur and entrepreneur. Again, you guys have your, you know, your business coaching with Howard Partridge uh, is so strong, but yeah, there, those are things that uh, there's such good content out there, but those are always difficult to apply. I think without some personal input and we're at a time now when there's more personal, there's more opportunity for that than ever because everybody had to pivot and go online and figure out ways to offer what they do uh, in different ways. So, uh, you know, again, Tom, I'm going to promote Ziggler for whether or not you want to engage with Ziggler or, and, and I know you say this, I mean, you guys don't, you guys don't teach everything in business. Business is a hundred miles wide. I don't know how many miles you would say Ziggler goes, but you don't cover them all. And you refer to a lot of people, and I think even that, yeah, if you want to go there and, and see what Ziggler has to offer and then also say, hey, and help me to vet this by giving me your best competitor. And you guys will do that too. And again, you can find me on Facebook. I'll do that as well. But man, there is with business coaching, it is, I'll tell you this. Here's my testimony, Tom. I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there exists, but I don't know anybody, I know anybody who's really succeeded with their business that has not gotten paid coaching along the way. Not only mentoring from people who offered their input, but has not gotten paid coaching. I just, I just don't know. So there, there it is. That's not an opinion or that. I, I just, I would say, I just don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there. I just haven't met them. Everybody who I've met who succeeded in business has had paid coaching. I've done paid coaching. Tom, I know you've done paid coaching. We've all done it. It just, we, we can't know. It's like Randy, Dr. James says, we, the most dangerous thing is we don't know what we don't know, right? That's no. right. And you know, what's interesting is uh, franchising has been really big and I love franchising as long as it's the right fit for that person. Uh, but a lot of the franchising groups, they have built-in coaching. I mean, it's, it's part of it. You come in, you go through the training, you start your franchise, and then you, you get assigned someone who's your coach. And they've got a playbook. It's how to run the franchise. And if you talk to those franchise coaches and you ask them, 
uh, yeah, you know, how come some people are successful and some aren't? Mindset. That's yeah. what it comes down to. The ones who believe they can do it, they follow the, the, the game plan. Uh, they, they risk wisely. They jump out there and make it happen. Uh, they do great. They have that growth mindset. They're going to make it happen. And those who are like, you know, they wanted this to be a turnkey purchase that just ran itself because, you know, they don't have faith in themselves. Yeah. They don't, you know, they had, so they ended up with some money to buy a franchise and, and now the franchise isn't working. It's obviously not my fault. What'd you do wrong from the franchise perspective? The franchise didn't do anything wrong. It's the mindset of that operator. That's why uh, in any franchise organization, you're going to find franchisees who are extremely successful and wealthy and others who are struggling and they're in next door's uh, zip codes. The demographics are the same. What's the difference? Mind. The mindset. Tom, I do want to just point out, I had a good friend who, uh, man, years ago, he owned five Subway franchises. Now he owns them in multiple states. And you can't just go get a Subway franchise. It's it's hard to come by. Uh, And had another guy who was a client, I think it was a client of my dad's, of Dan Miller. Uh, who had money and decided, hey, you know, those things are just gold mines. I'm going to do that and bought the franchise and just lost his shirt, did terrible. And in retrospect, I think he came to my dad after that. In ret- you know, and then looking at that, my dad said, you, you're the least uh, uh, relevant person to have done that. You have no skill in that, no knowledge. You're not the right person. But yeah, I think people don't think that the franchise, it makes itself work, doesn't it? But to what you said, you have to have the mindset for that product, that service. It reminds me somewhat of network marketing, people who get involved with a network marketing company because of the opportunity and not the product. I've not generally seen that work well long-term. If you're not a big fan of the product, and I would say the same thing, if you don't look at restauranteering as a neat thing, don't buy a restaurant franchise and, and, and same with any. Right. And, and network marketing, uh, I love, I love the system. I love the idea uh, you know, and of course you got to have the, the great product and the great company, but people who get into, to networking, they got to understand they're not in the opportunity business. They're not in the lifestyle business. They're not in the product business. They're actually, you're in the people development business. Your, your great network marketers know how to develop leaders. Yeah. And then if you know how to develop a leader, you're actually teaching that leader how to develop leaders. And that's how organizations grow. That's how people stick around. And guess what? If you recruit 10 people, they all have, they have 10 different whys. They have 10 different reasons why they're in. And so this, this is another reason why I love coaching and why I love what we do. And Kevin, you know, we should have, we should have mentioned it. Maybe we got to do a whole show on it. We need to go ahead and plan this show. We just launched our See You at the Top coaching program. Oh, right. So it's part of the Choose to Win coaching system. It's based on Dad's book, See You at the Top, and it goes deep on self-image and belief and mindset. That's what it's about. It's the, it's the foundation. So uh, the, the, whatever you're doing, if you're trying to build a business and you're going to have people on your team, uh, if you're a coach, if you work for a large organization, if you're in network marketing, 
maybe perhaps the greatest skill that you could decide to be an expert in is how to coach others to be successful. Yep. Yep. It's, it's another way of developing your people. And dad said this, you don't build a business, you build people and people build the business. Yeah. Well, so to this, I hope it's inspiring to get some coaching and you can get coaching for a hundred bucks. You can get coaching for $10,000. You can get coaching for a million dollars. It depends on what level you're at. Tom, I just, we, we had a, I was looking at social media and looking at all that's out there. And I finally said, I kind of threw in the towel. I was going to assign with the team members and I said, they're going to go do this work. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, so we, I, I asked around to my network and said, who do you recommend? And hired somebody to give us a social media strategy. Just what people ask there, develop that. I think, uh, I think I'll end up spending 1200 bucks. We'll do a couple calls and it'll tell my people what to do, uh, to go out there and actually make our social media efforts consistent and valuable and give us a benefit as well. So just can't say enough about coaching. I hope this got you thinking that was the point of it. And again, feel free to go to Ziggler.com. Always good to do it with you, brother. You bet. All right. If you didn't grab it, Tom gave his email at Tom at Ziggler.com. So you can inquire for what you feel you need and want most for your business or ping me on Facebook. I'll offer anything I can. Coming up in episode 847, I have Jess Ekstrom back to talk through her personal habits for success. She leads off with coffee. Thank goodness. I understand that one. Uh, but talks a lot about how much of an effort it is for her to slow down and we commiserate about the hard work of relaxation. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.